Hey everyone, welcome to Funnels and Follow-Up. This is the show that shows you how to keep your funnel full. And then once you have people in your funnel, we're talking sales funnel now, once you have them in your funnel, what the heck to do with them so they all come out the bottom and you don't lose anybody. That's right. And then you bring them back in your next funnel and then back in your next funnel and back in your next funnel. And keep and them going. Keep them going. Now, this episode's a little bit different because this is more about keeping your money rather yeah. than keeping your people in your funnel. How do you keep the most money you can and having the government take less of it all legally? So all we, legal. ha we have we have such an expert. This guy knows his stuff. I mean, he he knows his stuff. This is Jonathan Bengal. He is the owner and founder of JB Financial, as well as Naked Tax Talk. Yeah, and I'm not naked. And you're not. We, we are so happy to have you here, Jonathan. We've got we've got so much to say about you. Let me see what else can I say about you well, that Jonathan your lovely is, assistant sent over to us. Jon Jonathan is an an IRS enrolled agent that is different than a CPA. If, if you get, you know, if you get that nasty letter in the mail, this is just one of the many things, but if you get that nasty letter in the mail from the IRS, if you have a CPA, if you have a bookkeeper, if you have an accountant, you have to get a lawyer. But when you have an enrolled agent, an enrolled agent can represent you to the IRS. He is also a certified tax planner, a certified tax coach, you know, how to pay less taxes. Jonathan specializes in proactive tax planning. Proactive. So like, in, like, like athletes, pro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, in, but instead of giving him receipts at the end of the year and figuring out how not to pay so many taxes, at the beginning of the year, he designates ways for you to keep the money and keep it growing. So that's a comprehensive strategic approach to taxes that uses all avenues available to reduce your taxes and increase your cash flow. Yes. So can we just correct one thing? Yeah. A CPA can represent you to, with the IRS. Yes, they can. I would be remiss if I didn't say that. My father yes. would come down here, smack me that's in the right. head, oh. and that would be bad. Yes. So, <laughs> so there you have Jonathan, welcome. Yeah, thank you guys. It's so much fun to see you guys again. Um, I'm I'm super excited to be here. Um, so I wanted to um, start out by just saying a particular fact, and it's one that I tend to say a lot, but it is this: most Americans tend to pay over a billion dollars worth of unnecessary taxes every single year. Um, this is coming straight out of the uh, accounting general office. Uh, it's a, a subdivision, I guess, of the government, but it sends out these statistics. And it said that Americans pay unnecessarily over a billion dollars a year in taxes. So I'm Jonathan Bengal. I am the founder of JB Financial. I'm also the host of Naked Tax Talk. And I'm also now the co-creator of a program called Business, uh, Business Warriors Academy. Um, for the past 16 years as a chief tax strategist, I've created a multi-six-figure company. I've created and saved millions of dollars in taxes for my clients. I've created jobs. I should also let you guys know, as you said already, all my credentials, you're right. I am an IRS enrolled agent. And I like to say what that really means is that when shit hits the fan, you've got somebody there behind you to make sure that you successfully 
go through all the channels to get to the end result that we're looking for. I'm also a chief uh, certified tax coach. And again, I like to say real quick what that means, which is we make sure that we hold you accountable and we offer you the support to fulfill your life's goals. We're also uh, certified tax planners. And what that means is that we're thinking outside the box. It's like, we're not just your typical um, preparer in that sense. We are really thinking about the bigger picture that overall will affect you. So today, uh, primarily women entrepreneurs hire us as their chief tax strategist because many lack the right tax strategies to outsmart the IRS. So they continue to grossly overpay and under deduct. They're adding to that statistic of a billion dollars overpaid unnecessarily. So what we do is we help to unlock the mystery of taxation, uncover legal loopholes and reveal missed opportunities to get back the cash that might be locked up from the year before to help the cash from being sent out this year and to help the cash from going out next year. Bottom line, when my clients work with us, they increase, they pay less, and they ultimately realize at the end of the day, their own true happiness through their businesses. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you know what? You know what? No. Now, where do you billion... sleep? Yeah, I don't know. Over a billion dollars in taxes. I mean, I don't care what side of the political fence you are on. I think we all can agree that politicians don't need any more friggin' money from us. I, yeah. I, I think we can all start the peace train at that. Politicians don't need any more friggin' money from us. Yeah, that's correct. So it's interesting that billion dollars is a result of people attempting to do their taxes on their own. It's also a result of errors committed by people who claim to be or call themselves um, tax preparers um, or tax more beyond the preparation. And so um, no dig at anybody. It's just kind of how it is. It's just what the statistics are telling us. I, I think there's a difference between plugging numbers into a box yes. and letting the computer do the work for you yes. and knowing the deductions to look for. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it's a huge difference. You need to know the questions to ask your clients in order to get the correct deductions rather than here's my W-2. Yeah. So that's, so that's the thing, right? So, um, so one, one reason why I decided uh, about two years ago, honestly, to really focus on shifting from being check the box kind of guy or taking receipts and entering them into a database, um, why I decided to change the course and ultimately became a certified tax coach and a planner is because I realized that time and time again, many taxpayers and some of them would come in and they would just not have any idea of what their numbers really were. They yeah. didn't really have the documentation to prove the deductions. Um, they ultimately sometimes just left out the deductions. And I used to get frustrated with that. And I would be like, what's, what is uh, this feedback? <laughs> lower the volume on your computer. That might be causing it. Let me see. Let me see. This is a, is that a, is that a better? <laughs> Did it close? It, the it was an interesting know. sound. 
<laughs> I'm gonna have to hold my ear up to that. Okay, anyways, so this is what I found is that many people, many taxpayers, they come in and they have no freaking clue what is going on in their tax life. And the problem is, is that it's after the fact, like they're coming to me in December or better yet, they're coming to me in February or March of the following year for a tax period that was in the past. And so uh, if I'm, I'm going to plug in my headphones here and see if that helps. It's actually coming from Catherine. Cat, you just need to okay. lower the volume on your computer. I keep lowering it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. This is live technical problems. That's great. <laughs> Uh, I see camera, we audio. As we go along. That's right. Exactly. It, it might be me. Is it? Is it any better, Bear? Yeah, it's it's fine now. Okay. No, let's see. All right. here. Well, I don't know. So here we go. Speaker. I'm going to go with where are you at, speakers? And they are very stylish headphones. They are very stylish. Uh, I got them on Amazon, actually. So shout out to Amazon for the. Okay. So. The point is, is they're going to have to pay us some royalties for that. Okay. So, um, and that could affect your taxes, just saying. So, um, <laughs> but at least it's a lower tax rate at the end of the day. So nonetheless, um, yeah. So most of these taxpayers that were coming in and they were unprepared. They were trying to, uh, they were trying to fix their tax life from uh, in the past. Uh, for yeah. shit that went down in the past, and they're trying to do it now, many months later, and unfortunately, it was too late because okay. you had to have had the changes or the effects taking place before eleven fifty nine p.m. December thirty first, and, and after that, and we all know what we're doing at eleven fifty nine p.m. on December thirty first, and it's not our taxes. No, it's anything. Uh, what are you talking about? It's New Year's. Old dude. Yeah. Yeah. So nonetheless, uh, yeah. So this is what was happening. So I'm like, you know what? There's got to be a better method. Mm -hmm. And so I started realizing, uh, again, when I became a, a certified tax coach and a planner, um, it opened up our eyes to, to see that the truth of the matter is, is that many accountants do a great job of checking the box and they record your history. And that's, this is, this is what our industry has taught the consumer out there. We've taught the consumer that that's what we are. We just check the box and we take your receipts and we record your history. But I, and, and also the American Institute of Certified Tax Coaches, we're on a mission to change that. We're on a mission to change the perception that we are really good at helping to write your future. Because wouldn't it be nice for the first time to not worry about what your tax bill is gonna be at year end? Like right now, it's December, it's mid-December. I've already had a few meetings with many of my clients and many of them already know um, what is their tax liability or lack thereof on April 15th. So okay. that's powerful. Like they don't have to stress now about, oh my God, like you just surprised me with the tax bill and I don't have the money on April 15th. And now I get hit with a failure to pay penalty. Yeah. And then I get hit with interest. So you see how it's compounding? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a horrible situation to be in. It's, a, it's an absolute horrible situation to be in. So um, I, what occurred to me as, as you're chatting, Jonathan, is, you know, I'm a small business owner. Barry's, Barry and I are small business owners or business owners just in general. Okay. Sure, yeah. and, and our 
fan base, business owners, and, you know, and, and a majority of, you know, the, the people that you, you're working with, your business owners, of course, I want to refinance my house next year. I Ooh. want to buy a new property. You know, I want to do something that involves me having to hand someone who is going to give me a loan um, all of my tax information in order to say, this is how much money you can buy. That's the one side. On the other side, I want you to save me as much money as is humanly possible without breaking the law yep. on my taxes. Yep. How do you accomplish both? That is what we call the double-edged sword, isn't it? It's a catch-22. You are in a hard spot and you are in a hard spot. I don't know what that saying is, but you know what I mean? It's, it's truly a double-edged sword. Um, because you're absolutely correct from a lender. Now, again, I'm not a mortgage lender, so I can't speak on this a hundred percent, but I know enough to know that when it comes to, to borrowing money, we have to show positive cash, right? We have to show profits. We have to show earnings, um, which is a great segue to the cash, um, businesses out there. So the people that only work with cash and their whole idea, by the way, many of them is I don't want to report it or I don't want the government to know or whatever. And ultimately right. what they're doing is a disservice to themselves because again, just because you take in cash doesn't mean that all of that's going to the government. So in many ways, again, if you're a cash based and you're recording that, it could very well help you in the position of borrowing money to buy a house, to buy a business, to buy your own business building, to invest. So with that in mind, um, you're absolutely right. So from a lending perspective, we need positive cash and, or positive income. From a tax perspective, ideally, we want lower income because legally we want lower, lower income because it reflects a less tax, a lower tax bill. So the issue here is something that many uh, people don't know. So here's the secret and just the tip and just the tax tip only. And that is, is that in the mortgage industry, there is a provision that allows them to do something called an add back. So if you are a, a taxpayer like us and you are self-employed um, or if you've got an S corporation that flows into you personally or however you're structured, the point is, is the question you're asking the mortgage broker is what can I add back in from my tax return to arrive at the number that we need to arrive at? And so one add back that we get is something called depreciation. And depreciation, I like to call, I, I coined the phrase, it's fluff. It's a fluff expense. And, and, and it's a fluff expense in the sense that cash never needed to have left my pocket to get the deduction for depreciation. Okay. And Uncle Sam specifically allows us to depreciate the value of property starting in year one. In fact, um, is if it's uh, personal properties like furniture, um, uh, uh, equipment, technology, desks, you name it, except for um, actual rental properties, but I digress. So for the most part, it rewards us for for basically buying said items and then it depreciates it in, in year one. We can actually go, I think, up to $2.5 million in 2019. So imagine if you are a business owner and you're like, you know what, I've got profit, 
but I don't want to pay more. What can I do instead? And if I have the cash, oh, I know because the government is incentivizing me through depreciation, I will go and upgrade my office. I'll get new computers. I'll get new furniture. I'll get new whatever. Um, all of that. Because what happens on the mortgage side, by the way, just so you just want to clear your audience members, this advice alone is worth uh, over, over at a minimum of $12,000. Just saying. Wow. So just saying. Wow. you're not sending us a bill, are you? So just saying, not you guys, but I'm just saying. So for those that are watching this particular episode, this is a massive freebie just saying for you guys down the road, because this is a true giveaway here. And so here's the freebie about this. So you go to the lender and you say, here, lender, here's my tax return, right? I have a loss on the books or I have very little income on the books because the government has incentivized it. The mortgage broker, if they're savvy enough, they go, oh, we can add back in the value of depreciation, thereby adjusting your income upwards, which now all of a sudden I qualify for more. So, so here, here's, here's the thing with that. If your mortgage broker that you're working with, if your lender that you're working with doesn't know this or doesn't understand what you're saying, find another one. Find a new lender. Plain and simple. Um, and I mean, we happen to work with a few mortgage brokers that specialize in this particular segment. Um, because this, this is the issue with a lot of small business owners is they're trying to buy homes, especially now, um, or they're trying to do something with money. And, and they, again, they're finding themselves incapable of borrowing money. Now, there are, now, so depreciation is one lovely deduction that we get. And like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a fluff expense. It doesn't, no cash really comes out. Um, now, with that in mind, let me do a quick, a, a, a caveat to this. In that depreciation, I like to use the analogy of a house. So you go, you buy a house mm -hmm. and um, you, you basically start to uh, rent it out. Let's just say you rent out the house and now it becomes okay. business property. So what the government does is it, because it allows you to depreciate, right? It starts to dig a hole in your backyard. So it digs a hole in your backyard and it takes the dirt and it takes a chunk of it and it walks away and it deposits it somewhere. You don't know where it goes. They just know the dirt's gone. So before you know it, after 27 and a half years, if it's, if it's rental property for a personal residence, all of a sudden you got this big hole in your backyard, right? Now you go, you know what? It's time to sell because that's what we do. We sell to upgrade or we sell or whatever. So you sell the property, right? The government goes, oh, guess what? I've been holding on to this dirt for you. And I now need to charge you, quote unquote, rent for storing your dirt. So it comes back and it fills up the hole with the dirt it took out and it calls it capital gains tax. What a great analogy. I, that you is know, a really good analogy. I, I never heard it put that way. And it makes so much sense the way you put that. I love it. I yep. love that. Thank you. And this is true. Now, again, and this is this is just true for depreciation across the board. So it's not limited to, of course, rental properties. Right, but it's, right. easy, it's an easy way to visualize it. Yes, because a lot of people will go, oh, perfect. I'll go buy a new car. And like this year, right, you could go buy a new car in theory. And through strategies, you can actually depreciate the entire vehicle in, in, in year one. Right. But right. what happens to cars? We typically they depreciate. Buy, they depreciate, of course. And then we typically buy new ones, we trade them in, you know, down the road. Well, in the analogy of the backyard with the hole, with the dirt, Uncle Sam's coming back. 
he wants his money because he's been holding on to your dirt for too long. So now Uncle Sam also says that although I've been storing this dirt for a while, I actually will let you, if you know how to play in the sandbox, I'm willing to put that dirt somewhere else and not come back at you for rent. So there are other legal loopholes that allows us to continue to get the benefit of the hole on the ground and still sell the property and still not have to pay capital gains tax on the dirt. And and if you're going to the storefront, if you're going to the person who sets up a kiosk in the mall uh, this time of year or starting January 2nd, you're not going to get that. Right? You have sold something have the money and then go, oh, well, how, how do I, how do I make this, how do I make this money go away? How do I get the government to, uh, to say, I'll, I'll put it someplace else for you. And, and January 2nd, what are our chances of getting the government to put it someplace else for us? Not January 2nd. So it's unfortunate because um, now I will say there is a, by the way, everything I say is very dangerous if it's used on your own. And, and secondly, I, sh I forgot to clarify this in the very beginning of the show, but um, if you are hearing what I'm saying out there and you try to do it yourself, I'm not culpable here. I'm not telling you to go do these things and you should advise it. You should seek out the advice of a tax attorney, a tax advisor like myself, an IRS enrolled agent or CPA to really give you true guidance. So with that in mind, um, you, the government realized a long time ago that taxpayers would take advantage of last second purchases for depreciation. Mm -hmm. They realized this. So they did put in like stopgap measures, you could say, that kind of makes you kind of go over a few more humps to get to the end result that you're looking for. And so they complicated the way depreciation works when you're trying to buy stuff last second before the end of the year. So that's- I can't imagine the government complicating anything. Oh, you know, last year they wanted to make the tax return less pages. You know, it went from two, so a simple w, one W2, one W2, two pages. All right, two pages in terms of like it's pages. Last year, one W two six pages, <laughs> and that's simplifying six. it. That was simplifying it. Then this year, like we just literally. So this is, by the way, this is what the benefit of using an IRA. I mean, IRA, uh, 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 an EA like myself, an IRS enrolled agent, or a certified tax planner, is that we are on the precipice of tax law as it is literally unfolding in front of us. And so literally we had tax updates two days ago when the government's coming out and now is giving us um, guidance, like solidifying guidance on another loophole. And here it is. It's called a section 199A deduction. Oh, finally. Of course. <laughs> and it allows us as entrepreneurs to deduct, are you are you ready for this? This I'm is ready. the power of the orange Cheeto right now. This is the power of Congress right now. Is this they built into law, legally allowing entrepreneurs, business owners like ourselves? Because my whole saying is the government doesn't want us to fail, and they don't want us to fail so much that they created a provision called a 199A deduction, super goddamn complex. Let me tell you right now, like this is not like 
deducting your mileage. This is beyond that. And I hate the idiot version, so I understand it. You're getting a really super duper simplified comment. And that is it allows us to deduct. Are you ready? I'm ready. 20% of our income from taxation. Off right off the bat. Just wow. 20%. And, and it is super complex. The end result is 20% off of your income right off the bat. Yep. Again, I'm going to repeat super complex. So if you try to do it yourself at home, you're going to screw it up and you're going to end up in jail. We could be pretty sure that Quicken doesn't figure this out for you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, and I don't know. Taxpayers go to jail if they purposefully attempt to defraud the government. And we're talking like tax refunds that were made up, stuff like that. So definitely, so no jail time unless you're purposely committing a crime like Manafort, but I digress. So, you know, the, <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. So with, with that in mind, um, yeah, so so that's it. So section 1998, it's a, it is, it came out in 18 with the uh, Tax Cut Jobs Act that came out in 18. It, we, we were playing like sort of kind of, we knew what we were, we were told what to do and how it works. And we just got solidification. Like this is now okay. final rules. And um, like I said, it's, it's, I wish it was easy. It sounds easy, right? 20%. That's awesome. But there's so much behind the scenes that, um, you know, if if other tax preparers are watching this, by the way, and they are being influenced by this, you guys as tax preparers out there need to know if you weren't on top of this, like it could very well end up being a disservice to your clients. And then if you are trying to do your own taxes as a business owner, trying to do it yourself and relying on software, you're also potentially doing yourself a disservice. Because in fact, this is what a lot of our teachers tell us, which is, Tax software are making a lot of mistakes, plain and simple. And that is the truth. Like someone like myself, like, you know, I've got 16 years of experience. I look young, but I've got 16 years of experience. And I know when you put garbage in, garbage comes out the other end. And I also know when I simply look at a return going, wait a minute, something's off. This doesn't look right to me. And it allows us to dig further into it. So let, let me ask you something. Because first of all, that's an amazing deduction. And I'm going to reiterate what you said before. This is not tax advice. No. See your tax professional, period, end of discussion. This is information that you can go and say, okay, I need to look for somebody who's absolutely amazing. And 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 if they don't know the answer to this, they're not absolutely amazing. I need to move on. And it comes and, to me. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what I wanted to ask you about, because there's sometimes things that just boggle the mind. I don't know if they still do, but I remember several years ago, there was a thing where if you purchased as a business owner, if you purchased a certain size vehicle over a certain weight, it was like you got the entire thing deducted. And to me, it's like, well, aren't we trying to save money here? Why are we encouraging everybody to buy these giant trucks that get three gallons to a mile, well, shouldn't we be encouraging the higher efficiency vehicles? But 
it, I don't know if they were just trying to kickstart the the truck economy, but do they still do that with? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Years, so, right? um, yeah. So this is your trucks, and uh, this is your trucks over six thousand pounds. So they're, you know, uh, yeah, I think that's what it is, six thousand pounds. Um, and by the way, I should let you guys know that yes, although I'm an expert, I don't retain everything up here. So I I've got to go use resources. I mean, that's just the truth. So, but about 6,000 pounds, if it's over 6,000 pounds, then yes, then you are entitled to what they call a bonus depreciation. So you get the standard depreciation and then you get something called a bonus. So it's almost like a free gift. Like, here you go, you get a bonus. And so that bonus translated into a higher deduction, right? So let's back up though and talk about tax law. Tax law, if you think about it, these mother efforts are all about influencing our lives. You know, for example, like I said earlier, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, Uncle Sam wants you to succeed. If you know how to play inside the sandbox, he wants you to succeed, right? He is influencing our business decisions all the time. Like, unfortunately, because I know so much, I strategically think about when I will pay for things, when I will invoice people or whatever, because I'm familiar with the law, because I know that every action I'm taking is having a reaction in my tax life. And it also influences on a personal level too. The government is always incentivizing us. So like, for example, in the case of the trucks, let's be real here. We know that people in Congress were patting other people's backs and saying, listen, if you give a bonus depreciation specifically for trucks over 6,000 pounds, I'm thinking of big companies out there, yeah, right? Plus, like you just said, they get three miles per gallon. I can think of other companies out there. And they were saying, listen, let's incentivize the business owner to go buy these types of vehicles. Because we know that their tax people will tell them that you're going to save X, Y, and Z in money if you go do this. And that's what they do. They go out and they buy these vehicles. That's the truth, right? The tax credits now, as far as... Uh, us, because I know you guys drive a Prius and I drive a Prius. Uh, it was my dream car, 1997. They first came to the United States. I've been following them since 1997. And I would purposely go, real quick backstory, I would purposely go to the dealership and test drive the car every year. And I would imagine that it was my car. And in 2008, I bought my first Prius. Yeah. Um, and I've been a proud Prius owner ever since. So anyway, so in that particular case, the government also can use tax credits to incentivize our behavior. So what they said is, well, a car isn't over 6,000 pounds, um, right? Wouldn't be efficient. So instead, we will come up with a tax credit to reward you for investing in hybrid vehicles. So for a long time, Priuses had, I think, a $7,500 tax credit. And this, I forgot to tell you this. A tax credit is defined as a dollar-for-dollar dollar reduction of tax. A deduction is a percentage of tax. So these are these are two different ball games. So taxes dollar. I mean, a tax credit is dollar for dollar, and a deduction is like an overall deduction. Now the credit, though, that's not digging the hole in your yard. The credit is leaving the dirt there. Is that correct? Yep. There is there is no hole digging over here. It was straight up. Uncle Sam's like, yo, 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 I've got some free dough. Let me give it to you. And and uh, and you know who and you know who all pays for that? 
everyone the w, else. The W-2 employee. Yes. Or the self-employed individual who doesn't truly see value in working with a professional. Um, that's the truth. And I hate to guiltily say it, but I will for the first time ever, which is as entrepreneurs, we are so incentivized to take advantage that someone has to pay the bill. Make so. it those that are employees. Absolutely. And th listen, they are important to us. I'm not making a dig at employees at all because they are super vitally Absolutely. important to us. They are, are they are human working capital. They are capital. And by the way, if I may say, although I'm a tax dude, um, I'm a small business owner. I'm not a small business. I'm a multi six figure. What am I talking about? So my whole thing is is I treat my employees so well because I know that they are my capital. If I treat them well, I know I end I end up on the higher end. Like I end up better because of them. So I'm not digging at them. I'm just saying someone has to pay the tax. Absolutely. The, the world can't operate without employees. You own a business. You need people to help you run that business, to help get your product out there, whatever it happens to be. Absolutely. I wasn't downplaying that either. Yeah. Uh, just as entrepreneurs, we, we get to get some of the credit that, you know, because we're, we're doing all this risk. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're meeting the jobs. The so entrepreneurs, what's that? The entrepreneurs are the entrepreneurs are taking the risk. We yes. are taking the risk and putting it out there, and so we deserve to get rewarded. Yes. But so does everyone, you know. And and there are different things that you can do, um, even even as an employee, to help you with your taxes. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jonathan, what's a big misconception about tax planning, like? You know, what? why should I go to you beforehand and figure out what I'm doing with my money instead of just handing you a shoebox full of receipts and going, God bless, here you go? That is, a, you know, that is a great question. Um, by the way, if you are a W-2 employee, there are ways in which that you can also profit from uh, profit from the use of tax code, by the way. So uh, I want to just prep for saying that. But yes, absolutely. What is the misconception? The misconception is um, that we are, um, that at the end of the day, we just file a tax return, that we just, we just prepare a return and we send it off. Um, or that we just sit here and reconcile your checking account at the end of the month. That's That's the misconception. Even for proactive tax planning, that's like, the misconception. It's like, eh, what's really pro about it? Or better yet, my favorite one is, is it's too good to be true. Like, how is this possible? Are you, how is this really a deduction? I, I, what? My CPA or my EA or my whatever said, I, I can't deduct that. Or better yet, my favorite one is my hairdresser's accountant says that I can't deduct it. Or my favorite one is, you know, my mechanics bookkeeper says that I can't deduct it, right? So it's always someone else that's giving advice and they're hearing it through like, like this. And yeah. then they're translating it into what they want to hear almost. And then they assume it to be true. So that's like the misconception. It's kind of like, you're just doing just tax returns and stuff. It is beyond that it, in the sense that it's proactive because it means that we are in the forefront of your life. So, for example, the clients that work with us, 
we have a monthly package that we put them into based on their own customized needs. See, that's the other thing. People yeah. will assume like, oh, you have a flat rate, you have a flat fee. And they will also think like, I'm going to come in and can you tell me if I should be a C corporation, S corporation or a single member? And oh, by the way, just charge me, you know, $10 or whatever the case may be. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh, I wish I could totally do that for you. The truth is it's way beyond that. Right. And so it, it's a whole new conversation, which is a beautiful thing because it allows me to talk to them about tax planning because tax planning is about knowing everything about you. It's kind of like my show, Naked Tax Talk, where we bear it all out. Because in many ways, you're coming to me and we've got to get naked together really fast, really quick, because you are going to show me everything about your life. You're going to tell me where you spend your money personally and business-wise. You're going to tell us what kind of investments you have, what kind of goals you have. Do you, like in your mentioning, like buying a home or investing in properties, or who do you take care of? You've got children, your parents, your your whomever, like your best friend, like, you know, all we need to know everything about your life. So we become best friends and we know everything about your life. And then what we do is we strategically think about ways in which to legally shift income and expenses through the legal loopholes that results in a higher tax saving. So it's all about clunk, clunk, clunk. Um, and that's, that's just how it works. And then what's nice about it is that you've got a roadmap, a customized roadmap that you get to follow and you get to go, okay, I know that JB has instructed us to uh, buy our own office building. That's on the list that's going to happen this year, for example. So then the question becomes, but how do I get to the money to buy the building? So this is a really hard abstract thought. So, so by the way, taxes requires a lot of abstract thoughts. And one of it is, is the money is created by not spending it on taxes at year end, or it is created by not sending in your quarterly estimated tax payment that's required. Mm -hmm. So that's where the cash comes from. It comes from the money that's already at one point or another will be designated to go out the door to the IRS or to the state. And so we're saying, hey, stop that. Stop that from happening. And let's take that money that's already been allocated to the government, whether or not you like it, and let's move it over to this side and let's buy ourselves property. Let's deduct. Let's do something. And now that tax bill goes away. So that's how we create cash. It's not about borrowing money. It's not about charging more. It's about how do we shift the cash that's already going to go to the government back into your business. And here, here's something that you said that I want, I want you to address because I know people have concerns about this. You want to know where they're spending their money. Yes. Professionally and personally. Yes. Do you, do you think people worry that, well, you know, he doesn't need to know that I took this vacation to such and such place when there's barely any money in the bank. I did it all on credit cards. He doesn't need to know that. That's that's my business. What what do you say to that? I love it. So, for example, you know, like the people that might subscribe to Pornhub.com and they don't want no one to know. Um, so is that this, a deduction? 
that could possibly if you're in that industry. So, um, you know, you got to do research. So this is this is this is the thing. Right. By the way, uh, I think Pornhub said they had over a billion subscribers in 2019. And yet we have people paying over a billion in taxes. Just saying. So my my <laughs> so this is what I tell people. This is when you work with Jonathan, me or you work with any of my team members, any of my experts that work with us. The reality is, is that you're entering into a judge free zone because you see my entire life growing up since the youngest memories I can recall, I was forced into self-shaming myself for who I was, for who I am, for coming from poverty, from being a gay man, from being a man, from, you know, whatever. I've always been shamed for who I am. I've always been judged for who I am, for the actions I take, for how I speak. I will be judged for simply saying Pornhub.com on your show by someone, either internally to themselves or externally. But the point is, is that I know fundamentally, as you both know, as everyone else out there knows, how detrimentally, how detrimental it can feel to A, be judged, and then to feel ashamed. And so part of that is to remove our self-judgment, to look at ourselves and go, you know what, JB, you know what, Kat, you know what, Barry, we accept ourselves, including all of our flaws for who we are, because this is what I know to be true. There is not one single person out there that knows exactly what my mind is thinking. Same with you, with you both, same with the whole world. We are not mind readers. We can pick up on your future, your past, your energy. We can pick up on different things. But the truth is, is nobody can read your mind. So if you are judging yourself, it's all on you, baby. And so the reality is, is that when you come here to JB, it's not about judgment. It is about acceptance of the fact that you are a Pornhub subscriber like me. It is about the fact that you spend your money at, you know, castles. You know, it's, 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 I get it. We're on the same boat. We are the same. You know, I get it. You like to eat out at McDonald's every single morning for breakfast. I get it. Not that's what I do, but I'm just saying, like, I get it. And so, therefore, we let go of that judgment. You know, and 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 here's the thing. You know, we're, you're talking about uh, as business owners, especially if you're a small business. And, and when we say small business, we're we're not specifically talking about you know um, dollar amounts. Although I think it, it's under a million dollars or under five million dollars. But it's also you know, when you're that solo entrepreneur or when you, um, <laughs> oh, Jonathan will not share his password. Um, yeah. For those of you who are, who are listening to this podcast, uh, we are streaming the words, no, Jonathan will not share his password, but in all seriousness, um, you know, small business being under 50, you know, under 50 employees or something like that. Yeah. We, you know, we feel like, as the owner, we feel like, oh, we can't do this and we can't do that. And if we, you know, if we do get our nails done, if we do take a vacation, if we do eat out for dinner, we feel guilty about it because, uh, you know, I'm a business owner. That money could have gone someplace else. So absolutely, not only with Jonathan, with, you know, with whomever your, your, your tax professional is, share absolutely everything. Be absolutely upfront with them. And if they judge you, move on, get out of there, move on, get out of there, get out of there. Yeah, that's the truth. It's, it's truly, it's truly judge free. And by the way, why I need to know about your personal spending habits 
is because many taxpayers don't truly understand what a deduction is as it relates to their business. So they will often spend personal monies for different things, not realizing it is in connection with their business. It's just kind of how it's just kind of how that cookie does crumble. Um, but yeah, I, there was something. I, oh, uh, small. According to the IRS, you are a small business owner if you have twenty five million dollars or less in gross revenue. We're small business. That's yeah. That's a, that's a lot of money. So yes. <laughs> so I hate to bust everyone else's egos out there, but yeah, twenty five million or less. And, and and I know with the uh, the SBA, the Small Business Administration, I think it's under 50 employees or under 100 employees, whatever it is, when you're at the helm, you tend to feel real guilty. You know, when, Absolutely. It, when it's your baby, you tend to feel real guilty. So, so instead, let's flip that around and let's say, you know what, instead of me feeling guilty about spending money, let's instead look at it as an investment. So what I mean by this is as a business owner, every time that we're spending money to better enhance our product, our services, or that's basically it, our, our product and our services to make money, when we invest in that money, when we spend money for those purposes, Uncle Sam rewards us. Say, for example, you guys are a coaching company. You guys taught me about my avatar. You guys really helped me to understand that I want to work with women. Why? Because I saw my mother and how she was treated as a second class citizen. Why? Because all of my girlfriends, all of my friends, I see how they're treated as second class citizens. Sometimes it's overtly, sometimes it's subconsciously, but I see it. And I want to empower women to understand that they're valuable. They're powerful and they don't need to pay unnecessary amounts to the government. It needs to stop. And by the way, if my men on the side or my whatever's on the side are hearing it and they're also benefiting from it, I say, rock on, let's do it together. But you guys taught me that. So by me working with you, I invested in my company to help narrow down our ideal client. And so Uncle Sam said, you know what, because you did that, you are allowed to deduct that as an expense related to your business. So when you come work with a certified tax planner like myself, Uncle Sam does the same thing. You are investing in your business by coming up with the strategies we want you to take advantage of. You got to do it anyway. You got to do your taxes. Death and taxes. Death and taxes. Absolute. Death and taxes. So, uh, by the way, I'll just throw this out there. Um, our average client sees over a 300% return on their investment when they work with us. It's crazy talk. And, and, and to make sure people understand that, you are saving them in their taxes. It could be $25,000, dollars $100,000 in their taxes. Or millions. Or millions. And you are making a percentage, you know, whatever percentage less it is. In other words, you know, if, and I'm going to use very simple numbers, these are not your rates. They're not, please listening audience, understand that if you charge $5,000 and you're saying, and if they did, well, if they didn't go to you and they had to pay a hundred thousand dollars in taxes, and then they come to you and realize you can save them $50,000 $50,000 in taxes, but they got to pay you $5,000. Isn't that kind worth of a it. no-brainer? Worth it. 
Yeah, it, that's exactly it. And yeah, I, I would take closer to 25. But yes, I completely see. Like I, I said, just see that. throwing numbers <laughs> out there. I completely see that because that is the truth. Like you just said, listen, the $100,000 is already going to Uncle Sam, right? You, you can't get out of this. And even if you don't have the money, Uncle Sam will chase you for the money, right? He's got 10 years to chase you to collect, 10 years. So you're going to owe it to him. Or to her, if you're here in Arizona, anti-Arizona, that's what I call her, anti-Arizona. You, you're going to owe these people, just plain and simple. So why not owe them? Why not switch it and go, I'll give you 50. JB is going to save me 50 and he's going to keep 25 of it because it's a win, win, win. The government wins because it still has got to pay for our public roads and our public education, right? And it's still got to squabble about things, right? That, that's what they need the money for. And you, the taxpayer, needs the money. Now you got 25 Gs in your pocket. What could you do with that kind of money, right? I've got clients now that are going, I'm going to reinvest it in more coaching. I'm going to reinvest it in hiring for the first time ever, my virtual assistant. I'm going to hire my bot. I'm going to hire, I'm going to hire, or I'm going to buy equipment, or I really, really have the shittiest computer ever, and I need to go find me the best, the latest, and the greatest. And thank you, JB, because you've given me the money by not spending it with the government to go do it. And then I win because I'm adding all kinds of value. And I turn around and I hire people and I invest and I give the money back out because here's what I've learned. Money is not meant to be held on to. And I don't mean that in the sense of like um, not having savings or not having investments. What I mean by that is the moment we get the money that comes into us, it is not ours to own. It can't be possessed. It goes out because you think about it for a second, you earn a hundred bucks, let's say, right? Of that hundred dollars, let's say 25 of it goes out to pay your assistant. And then 10 of it goes out to pay for the gas person. And 10 of it goes to, you see where I'm going? The money is always shifting. It's always going from us and going out. This is what I've learned. We are simply beings in this existence that are conduits of energy and we needed to explain phenomenon. And so on one hand, we created a religion to explain this, of many facets of religion to explain phenomenon. And we also created a dollar symbol to explain currency, how one current goes from here to here. We had to put a face on it. So we call it a dollar. We call it a euro. We call it a pound. We call it Christianity. We call it Jewish. Uh, was it Jew, Jew, uh, Judaism, thank you. We call it, um, you call it, you know, Hinduism, whatever, but we give it a name to explain phenomenon. And so what I've come to understand is that just like our faith, we collect it, but it's not ours to own. And I'm not saying you give it away to whatever. You're strategic and you're proactive about where you send the current. Very profound. So, Very profound because money is nothing more than energy. The, you know, the dollar that you hold means nothing until you do something with it. It's not even gold backed anymore. It hasn't been gold backed since what was it, Nixon? So it, you know, you can't even you can't even turn it in for gold. It's just a piece of paper. You know, that dollar is as valuable as this piece of paper on my desk. Right. Unless you do something with it. That's the only difference. Here's so, where here's where I want to go right now because you're talking about all of this. People know right now that you are the expert. You're yeah. the person to go to. How the heck can they contact you? How can they get in touch with you? 
Let's do it, right? So they can contact me uh, via our website. So you can actually book virtually there. JB as in boy. So just like my initials back here, jbfinancialllc.com. You can book an appointment. Um, we have a, something called a mutual exploration meeting um, that allows us to just have a conversation like we are. And we determine um, if whether or not you potentially will be a good client for us. And then we've done something radically different out there in that now we have an application fee that you apply to become a client of ours. And the reason for that is because we fundamentally believe in working with very specific clients to get them to go from earning almost 20, 30, $40,000, like some of my clients to now that are in the multi-million dollar range. So we want to work with clients on an individual basis as much and closely as possible. So we, 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 we have you apply, we have you apply to become a client Makes of ours. Sense. And if you are truly serious about changing your tax life, if you're truly serious about never worrying about how much taxes you're going to pay, if you're truly serious about really legally deducting, reducing your tax bill legally, and if you're really serious about changing your mindset from the I can't to I can, then you work with us and you invest in yourself first by applying to be a client of ours. And then the magic happens. This is when we come back and we say, we're about to save you $3.5 million. We're about to save you $141,000. We're about to save you 76. I can keep going. Yeah. So this, this is where we now change your life fundamentally. So they can get a hold of us, jbfinancialllc.com. They can book an appointment. They can find us on Facebook at J, I think it's just Facebook, JB Financial LLC. They can find us at Naked Tax Talk on Facebook as well. If they want to follow some of the, the TV shows that you guys were a guest on that yeah. are finalizing, hopefully we're launching those pretty soon. Um, and they can also email us at info, so I-N-F-O, info at jbfinancialllc.com. And last but not least, they could give us a jingle at 602-456-7667. And let me preface by saying that as an IRS enrolled agent, we are borderless. So if you're watching this and you're living in France, you and you have got business here in the United States, we can talk. Je parle français aussi. So if you are, for example, in Florida, I live here we can still work with you. You could be in you know, China. We can still work with you if you've got business in the United States. So that's the truth. We're borderless. Unlike a CPA, for example, because I get asked this question a lot, what's the difference between you and a CPA? And one of the major differences is that they're bound by the state in which they can practice, and I am not. Cool. So that's, that's a big difference. It's You're federal. I'm totally federal, yes. And many states, actually, I think all of them, um, acknowledge and accept our EA designation to also represent them at the state level. Okay. Perfect. Well, it's good to know. So wherever you are listening to this, if you are in the United States, absolutely, Jonathan can work with you. If you are outside of the United States, but you're doing business here in the U.S., Jonathan can work with you as well to, you know, to help you save, legally save money on your taxes and defer that money to reinvesting and to yourself. Absolutely. And again, to reiterate everything that's been said on this show, it should not be considered legal advice or tax advice. Yeah. Speak to your professional. 
And if you don't have a professional, speak to Jonathan. And if you do have a professional that you don't like, speak to Jonathan. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And if your professional does not wear a purple coat everywhere they go, speak to Jonathan. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Yes. Hook you up with that as well. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show and, and, and for, um, you know, explaining so many different things about taxes. Um, I want everybody to take this again, you know, this is not your situation in particular. Jonathan is not telling you specifically what to do because he has no idea what, what we're telling you is there's so much out there. It's mind boggling. Don't do it alone. Don't do it with someone who has no flipping clue what to do. That's what we're here telling you. These stories, um, this information is here to simply make you think. If you are a business owner, you need to be thinking 24 hours a day, seven days a week about what to do next and how to do it in the best way possible. And, And we hope we got your brain going and give Jonathan a call if if he can't help you. If he's not the right person for you, he can absolutely direct you. I know he has a, a he has wonderful connections all over um, with people, you know, as do we, but please, for the love of all that is holy, <laughs> not go into the storefront and do not download an online program and try doing it yourself. That's and with um, that, Everyone, thank you so much. Jonathan, thank you for being on the show. And for the rest of you watching and listening, we'll catch you on the next show. Absolutely. My pleasure, guys. Talk to you later. Bye.